poetry of life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. A change of pace from the political to the poetic to feel the meaning of politics not just preach them. Poetry is so personal it is hard to convince readers to take the time to feel the words and recite them, not just read them. My first published poetry book The Eighth Wonder of the World was motivated by the wonder of the mind that we all possess. In the subsequent wonder books it was about poetry combined with photography as the wonderful things we can do with the undiscovered planet called the mind, and the combined magic of the soul, heart, brain, and spirit. In other words, all five wonders are about you, me and eight billion neighbors on the good ship Earth. We come from the same place and return to the same destination. While, at the same time, we are all different in how we use our wonders to live our wonderful life. If you can follow my thinking in these five books we can eventually bond in values, faith and aspirations. And still be different in our experiences. It's truly a wonderful world we live on. In the series of wonder books I have used the word God 562 times and faith 153 times though I tend to be an agnostic skeptic. However, in the 9th, 10th, 11th and 12th wonders of the world sequels to the 8th wonder I write that each man and woman must discover their own world, and faith. Their life is about the results not the reason for living strong with our physical bodies revolving around a hot sun, and wondering under a cold moon how we got here and where it's taking us? What more can a poet ask for to write about if not to wonder how my own spiritual world is connected to the twelfth wonder of the world termed God? Life is both warm, and cold sometimes hot sometimes bold. It depends on each of us and our circumstances that either enhances or detracts from our dreams, but always we make our own reality by our choices, and rejoice our gladness or our sadness. Of the eight billion people on this planet not a one is exactly a replica of another, we have genetically puzzled the PhDs and scientists into submission and are not solving how a bug can have a brain and sex drive but no other individual powers except survival weapons, and half of us reject evolution as a part of the answer, and the rest pray to a spirit that formed us and is in charge of directing our future. Both are assumptive at best. Wonders of the World Each title is a short story with a topical heading, a poetic body, and a profound ending that hopefully meets the reader's comprehension and understanding and appreciation. If not, then stimulate thoughts of life and the pursuit of happiness. It is very difficult to get the reader to feel the words, not just digest them, as they do with a meal. Many of the topics are words that come to mind about life, and its tribulations that were spoken into a tape recorder 30-some years ago while driving a million miles throughout Illinois servicing my company's accounts, typed by my secretary Jane Jensen from the tape player onto beige typing sheets with an old-style typewriter in the 12 three-ring binders I kept them in for later use. That meant no digital copies for the publisher. From time to time I would point them out to our children, and grandchildren but with little if no interest. My children have become good writers, and are appreciating the poetry books more because it is a reflection of their father's thoughts, emotions, desires, goals, disappointments, and dedication to my wife, four children, twelve grandchildren, and now eleven great-grandchildren. Most men consider poetry and prose a chick thing until they need to convey their feelings in an emotional meaningful way, on a greeting card for birthdays, holidays, and anniversaries that use poetry and prose as its entire mode of expression. Even the calendars, hit songs, political speeches, weddings, funerals use poetry as its genesis. So, grin, and bear it and you may like it. As a change of pace, I plan to recite many of my poems, send them to my listeners and believers in the spoken word, as well as the Russian word since I have recited 2,500 poems for you. Introduction, what inspired you to write this fifth poetry book? I have been writing poetry for 60 years. I have had some published in poetry contests but never published collections of my own. My inspiration came from my mother who was a poet, my sister is a playwright, my son is a songwright, are a musician, my daughters are artists, 
and write poems so I had to step up with something creative since my previous books were all based on business topics. Poetry is so personal it is hard to convince readers to take the time to feel the words, not just read them. The Eighth Wonder of the World, my first poetry book presents something we all possess and generally don't realize its value. So for this the fifth wonder book to resonate with a buyer slash reader a love of poetry will initially be the reason it sells, after that it will be the value to each reader as they capitalize on the eighth wonder they possess. What is the overall theme, central topic, subject or concept of your book? The eighth wonder is the first poem and the theme for my first poetry book. I reveal in that poem what the eighth wonder is and its value to each person on earth. I don't want it revealed until they read that first poem and hopefully will use that eighth wonder to find the other wonders of the world then read the rest of the 9th, 10th, 11th and 12th wonders of the world exercising their 8th wonder. Where does this book take place? It resides inside every person on earth. Who are the main characters and why are they important to the story? The characters are every person on earth pursuing the wonders of the world. Why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? It delves into most every ology, a subject of study. Analogy, theology, biology. Geography, psychology, astrology, anthropology, ology, ideology, chronology, physiology, meteorology, sociology, etc. That is the power of the eighth wonder each of us possess for delving into the over one million words in the English language. I, the author, and the book are the enabler for the study of humanity. How is your book relevant in today's society? Thought the most powerful weapon we each have for making a difference in the world. The eighth wonder will stimulate that thought process whether it's accepting or rejecting the thoughts presented. The Ninth Wonder of the World capitalizes on the breadth of the topics and the twists and turns of the Eighth Wonder. The Tenth and Eleventh Wonders continue using the English language to delve into the mysteries of the world and cosmos. The Final Wonder Book The Twelfth Wonder of the World is dedicated to the human spirit connected to God and infinity. Is there any subject currently trending in the news that relates to your book? Evolution, creation, love, politics, war, peace, leadership, health of the nation, over 2,500 subjects intended to stimulate thinking, understanding, learning, and knowledge. What makes your book different from other books like it? I googled the title and the eighth wonder of the world and it gives me a travel guide not a poetry book. The ninth wonder is a female wrestler. So it's totally unique in title and content. Also each wonder makes the reader exercise their brain in a positive way. Each poem is a story about that subject or topic and is personalized by letting the reader make their own interpretation of that subject. You want readers to take away from your writing? Poems are short stories with a subject, a plot where the end of every poem there is a concluding sentence that sums up the meaning to the author who wants the reader to go wow I see, said the blind man as he picked up his hammer and saw. Some tongue-in-cheek, and others meant to be profound to the reader, if at all possible. How did you learn about the topic? I.e. personal experience, education, etc., since I have personally experienced most of the wonders of the world it's easy for me to write from and about them. I am an aspiring author, not a school technician, so most of the poems are from the heart not the head. As I state above, and in the introduction to the book all of the poems started with a tape recording of the basic theme, and put down on paper by my secretary put into a three-ring binder, and thirty-some years later entered into my computer to produce the final product. My first four wonder books, and this collection of poems are the best of the 2,500 dictated, and the basis for the published books. Not all of them merit publishing so I have to be selective, and choosy as I'm working on this the fifth book titled The Twelfth Wonder of the World. Is there a particular passage from this book you'd like us to utilize? If so, please provide me a release form for approval. The first poem in my poetry book set the ball in motion for pursuing theologies and subjects, while the table of contents directs the reader to subjects of their choosing, and each poem is a story for them to enjoy, 
and analyze to give the own ending. Interwoven throughout the 400-plus pages are sectional tabs and images for the reader to use to pause for a diversion or picture of my thoughts. Books have I written? The Eighth Wonder of the World, First Poetry Book The Ninth Wonder of the World, Second Poetry Book The Tenth Wonder of the World, Third Poetry Book The Eleventh Wonder of the World, Fourth Poetry Book The Twelfth Wonder of the World, Fifth in the Slurries The Boomers Are Coming, A Self-Health Book Never Too Old to Live, A Self-Health Book America in the Red Zone, a self-health book. Restore Elder Pride Second Edition, self-health books. Remedy Elderside, a self-health book. The Monopsony Game and Economic Analysis. Failing Government Taketh Away, a political analysis. American Enterprise Trilogy, a swing vote third party. Basic Accounting and Budgeting for Long-Term Care Facilities, Cost Accounting for Health Care. Americano 1984-2084, 2184, a novel remembering George Orwell. Mancology, the science of managing human value. Cost accounting for long-term care facilities. Do you have an existing website? If so, please provide the web address. Zlibris is creating a collection of my books on a website's into one www.jerryroadsauthor.com. That's a good title here. Page 596. Smile me a rainbow. Rain pours down your face. Thunder is there without a trace. But wind and stormy weather has brought us back together. But there's still that pain that makes us want to rain. So if you want to let me know, just smile me a rainbow. Dry your eyes and dab your nose. Kiss me long and hold me close. So it's just the same as we were before the rains came. It seems to be a part of being together one more time. Despite the storm brewing, we seem to be just fine. So all I ask is let me know. Please lift the mask and smile me a rainbow. Then as the sun comes out, the birds of a feather dance and shout. Goodbye, stormy weather. Now that the seasons are together, at the end of that rainbow, gold will rain down come hither on the spot where true lovers go. Then they don't have to roam. It's known as the G syndrome. Mm -hmm. Then we don't have to roam. It's known as the G syndrome. G syndrome. It's known as the G syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) G whiz, I guess. (laughs) Then we don't have to roam. It's known as the G whiz. (laughs) there's something wrong with that ending (laughs) smile me a rainbow then we don't have to roam chasing that rainbow there it is (laughs) (laughs) this is a poem from my poetry book the 10th wonder of the world 1931 32 33 my dad and his two brothers rode the rails during the depression of 29. No food at home, no hope for crops to home. Boxcar knees, one meal a day, please. Coal car, rail cars, long barrel shotguns, battle scars. Illinois Central, Rock Island line, no wine and dine. Lonely bums on the run, coal, 
back of the yards, got get down sun with warm campfires, railroad dick with a stick that never tires, trade coal for a meal, just drunk enough to hide them, then steal. Earned a dollar per day if the farmer decided to pay or given a meal to stay. Hard time served or slave labor. Dirt poor had no money to save her. Life on the rails, not for gals, pals, or snails. As hope stops in jails after hitting the rails. Oh, Daddy George, it's good to have you home. No longer did you and your brothers have to roam. This is dedicated to George Leonard Rhodes, Wilbur Rhodes, Lauren Rhodes, ages 20, 19, and 18, when they did it, growing older by the hobo minute. This is a poem from the 10th uh, Wonder of the World uh, by Jerry Rhodes. It's called No Ordinary Men. Einstein, Plato, Socrates. They were men of thought. Franklin, Jefferson, and Lincoln, they were men of peace. Moses, John, and Jesus, they were men of faith. Elvis, Sinatra, and Bach, they were men of music. King, Longfellow, and Shakespeare, they were men of literature. MacArthur, Churchill, and Patton, they were men of war. Reagan, Kennedy, and Clinton, they were political salesmen. No ordinary men were they. God created us and them to be as much as we can be. He or she didn't create us equal, only created us free to be equal, and differences abound. His blessing is in each person's heart and warmed with the spirit thou art. No ordinary man or woman, no discrimination meant. This is the beginning for us all, but the endings are far, far apart, to which we assent. No incrimination consent. The reasons are down deep in the thoughts we keep, emanating from our desire to go to sleep or set the fire. The makers and the doers become the pursuers as the spiritual message allures. The takers and their descent, no distinctions intent, and many numbers can't appreciate their blunders. Destined they are the ordinary men, no discrimination meant. In this sublimable plan, man and woman are given the upper hand to do with as he or she sees fit, using or abusing his or her mental wit. The tools are there that God is giving put in our sod to use for the living, no separation or gender gap. The mind that wants more is but a tool fertile and used except by the poor. The ordinary man or woman in vision, accepting no civil rights division. To waste is worse yet by foregoing what there is to get. For it's there you see, it's within us all, you and me, all you must do is set it free. And then an extraordinary man or woman art thee. A closing thought. Differences arise from the beginning 
toward the ending sequel. Born equal is not the same as born free to be equal, nor is death tipping the scale. It's fate's holy grail. Mm, I keep liking these. No other salvation. I have no other salvation than my own thoughts. When I think of good, I think of family and our relation. It's with this realization that I prepare each day with mental exercises to sustain the creation, the creation of jubilation through a state of mind which won't, no doubt, by believing in elation that sheds guilt, quells lies, exposes truth, expounds youth, rewards faith, dispels thoughts of never believing, of negative feelings, of never conceiving such utterances, but achieving respect, respect for my acts, belief in my facts, relief from attacks, a savior of what my life lacks. The savior, ah oh, yes, is it a he or a she or is it we, us listeners and speakers and seekers of salvation? This is a poem from my poetry book, The Twelfth Wonder of the World. Crime in our cities, Baltimore, Detroit, Chicago, Ferguson, Cleveland, East St. Louis, Minneapolis, South LA, Portland, slums, USA. Life is best lived solving problems, not just debating issues. Not giving in to obstacles, for life consists of solving problems and learning from them. Between two friends, there are true issues. How to raise their kids. How much sugar on their cereal. How many drinks is enough? Who is the favorite team? Between two enemies, there are true problems. How to discipline children. How to get rid of discrimination. Are the police profiling? Do black lives matter? Do white lives matter more? Issues are disagreements. Problems demand a solution. Are you a politician debating issues? Or are you a problem solver with a revolver? Or a lawmaker who will compromise your past and your future to avoid truth, to cauterize an open wound when it needs a suture? What a pity. The problem is you, not the city. The Ninth Wonder of the World has some good ones. Peace on Earth must have a rebirth. Days don't end and nights don't become a friend through drinking a sip of the wind. They only get longer and later, like the lip of the crater, sliding into itself until it is so spread out that no one can find its spout. No, days don't end. And, then, and nights don't become your friend by needlessly spinning into the wind. For life comes true with others helping you. The more you can share and show that you care, that they know of what you dare. Days won't end with sunset, nor does gambling result in a winning bet. Darkness falling, the more there's regret. One by grabbing all you can get. 
one by grabbing all you can vet. Yes, it is belief that will temper grief, but it's also what the Buffalo and Indians get that is a mad man-made belief. Racism and unrest of the masses, creating castes and classes, fail to bring us together, leading to war's sins of commission and omission. As thunder doesn't stop stormy weather, humanity forgets the mission. Peace on earth, goodwill to men. That is peace, relations, cooperation, salvation of earth, starting with the newest birth and the oldest human's worth. Days don't end and nights become fears when the past tense becomes the lack of common sense. So this tale and some of its woe is that sunset does not sow, nor does night time glow. It's just their effect that caused peace to stall. That is the essence of the white man's downfall. For days do end and nights aren't right. If mankind doesn't have foresight, focusing the resulting sunlight, sun's light on peace as a function of right, not might. Mighty good one. Oh, this is the 12th wonder of the world. The book that's in the finals for a best book in the poetry section of the American Writers Association. It's called so. <laughs> yeah, I hope it wins. Yeah. Or finishes in the top, whatever. Sobriety. As fathers, our fathers necessary, our mothers contrary, our children good stock. Yes, America is suffering from family shock. The family of man and woman doesn't seem to understand. As a part of the family of God, we need a beatitude towards the staff and rod. As disciplined by example, with faith more ample, praying for strength and power, soaked by the positive shower to wash away negative dirt, so we can avert the destruction of the family and build an arc of sincerity to weather the storm and mend indifference that will form. From unsettled flags we've unfurled by priests and preachers who worship the pseudo-world. And words and feelings that make make no sense why we must pledge allegiance to the flag of motherhood and the arm of fatherhood. Hard as as it is, Hard as it is, hard as a rock, it's to deal with family shock. A bridge built by never not loving, by committing to separation without shoving. The nation is in divorce mode. Domestic abuse, chemical use, sexual abuse, family excuse, family's excuse, results in making it harder for the family abode. Are we not in love anymore? Is it the demise of a more? Will it require that our society get a lobotomy for brain sobriety? Restoring simple loyalty for security with families taking stock, not accepting family shock, breaking up that hard rock for a sober society. (sighs) Wow. Is that ever going to happen? Well, it has to happen one at a time. Yeah.
and one family at a time. I don't know how many families we have in America, maybe 200 million, each being stretched to their limits by outside influences, one family at a time, not in a cult, not in a uh, drug-driven culture. Not not one of violence and vulgarity and everything that we see or hear on our propaganda machine and gossip column called Twitter, now called X marks the spot. I use that in my book Americana. It was the swastika for the new uh, leader who looked like Hitler and saluting the masses with no classes. Towards the back of the Twelfth Wonder, we have words won't say. Words can't say what I think of you, for there are no words that can quite explain you and your attraction. It's a feeling, not a function of words, just as where does love come from. Words won't explain my faith, nor can they draw the proper picture of heaven friendship, or success in the human mental fixture or frame. There are no words to explain intuition. Tis a feeling, not an enunciation. There is no way to write, speak, or think of an expression that can articulate obsession, drive, determination, or desire. There are no words to write, say, or think of the essence of love or the eternal spirit, which some misconceive as only being from above, above and beyond their reach, above and beyond their attainment, above and beyond their abilities. But with that steady, earnest effort, it is truly found that this select group, this select court can easily be found, not with words, but with thoughts. Not with touch, but with feelings. Not with hopes, but with actions. Not with wishes, but with effort. Not idle comments, but with prayers. With words that can say, who cares? To convey the curse of love affairs. Voicing the wedding vows into the ears of those that love endows. It's words of the Lord's Prayer. Poems saying, glad you're there. And the Gettysburg Address. That words can say it best. Hmm. This uh, Twelfth Wonder's got a lot of words in it. I don't know how I recited it instead of writing it, but I did. So here we are, 35, 40 years later. I've put it into a self-published collection. Still trying to get it reviewed and on the market and into the hands of people that want to maybe believe and conceive to achieve and then receive. That's what I was taught by Nightingale, a tremendous positive force in my life through the tape recorder, which I then turned around and used as my tape recorder to give you and whoever wants to listen uh, kind of a a path to follow. So, may fate be with you.
I've always wondered what it would be like to be a puppet. Maybe I am a puppet. Life of a puppet. Life of a puppet dancing lightly upon its feet. Puppeteer deftly creating life with his feet. The puppeteer shall dance his skills only if there is compassion for the puppet's wills and expression to somehow fashion. A matter of true being, illustrating the impression, lifelike of what we are seeing, though it's an illusion, of a real person on a wire. If the puppet does cooperate, the puppeteer's desire, we all can wait. Oh, we all can't wait. For the next moves will require to the coordinated command. Otherwise, the the jumble will sire, leaping up and failing to stand. Dancing in circles round and round are are just miracles as the puppet falls down. Getting back up requires that the puppeteer's strings be to tension and the puppet retires its apprehension. Tugged each and pulling apart, then we have a body breaking its wooden heart as the stage is now shoddy. Pulled without discretion, pushing, tugging with dread, the puppet's destination for the crowd seeing as if bled. Emolting as the puppet is dead and the puppet's further strife for the strings are snarled. The puppeteer takes out his knife as the puppet loses its world and its dummy life. Hmm. I like that one. This is a poem from my poetry book, The Ninth Wonder. It's called Veterans. The veteran of foreign wars, of goals and scores, scrapping on all fours, fighting off life's shores. The veteran who's treated battle wounds and sores. The veteran must have a state of mind to diligently hunt until they find what they seek, whether it be to have the strength to overcome the weak or make something good out of bleak. They're not afraid to try, persistently getting up from where they lie, battle scarred and worn, tattered and torn till they die, but becoming the sun on the horizon each morn with experience and good sense and the will to commence. A valiant veteran is the best defense and the only offense. It's a collective effort to overcome the threatening retort to the kingdom come. Annihilation be done by the greatest generation Pearl Harbor to the kingdom had come.